Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of the Kestrel Files, jumping in here to tell you that this show has joined the Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support some cool fiction podcast creators like Tal Manier, Bloody FM, Ransom Productions, and me. Apollo Plus shows are ad-free and I've got some pretty cool bonus content. And if that sounds cool, you can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS, or by going to apollopodcast.com. Again, that's apollopodcast.com or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support. You're listening to a Gravestone Production Podcast. Welcome to our solar system. The year is 2373 standard Earth time. Humanity has colonized the planets and brought with them the omnipresent artificial intelligence known as Kestrel. Today, we dive deeper into Kestrel's memory banks to explore the worlds through her ears. Let us continue our journey now. With luck, this is the final audio log of Operation Ghost Touch. This is Dr. Ryland, and I will either make it home today, or I and the rest of these logs will be lost forever to space. I am currently in orbit of the Phantom Comet, or as it should be properly known, the rogue planet that attempted warp travel of an entire planet. Earlier last night, I started and I finished this morning. I synthesized enough fuel to power a single warp drive. The second warp drive engine of the Trailblazer I filled with a mixture of basalt synthesized warp fuel. The second fuel source is structurally unstable, but I need to hope that my own luck holds out and this unstable fuel system will launch me into the warp. I can use the other engine to propel me out of the warp at my destination. My biggest fear with this is that the basalt mixture will explode as it sends the ship into warp, potentially taking only half of the ship with it, based off of the planet that we were just on and only half of it moving, I have a feeling that half of the ship will be lost. Half of it will be sent and half of it won't. So I've isolated that whole port side half of the ship with sealed doors. Should it be torn from the ship, I will still have access to rooms and be safe from the vacuum of space. I should also add that completing this journey with me are the inhabitants of Bay 2. They are two Gangadoras, four Senate Lemurs, and four Zilladrix, along with a collection of beetles and fauna meant for food. Provided Beitu survives this journey, they will be the only remaining physical evidence of the Phantom Comet in this solar system. This is all that is at stake for this warp jump. <sighs> Let's get this show on the road. Calculating warp drive navigation completes in five... Four, three, two, one, complete. Firing of warp drives. Heat levels are rising far faster than the port side warp drive. Starboard drive is about halfway there. Port side drive beginning to reach critical heat levels. 
Auto ventilation is kicked in. Starboard engines have reached maximum RPM. Jumping in three, two, one, go. Mission control. We made it. Trailblazer has taken extensive damage. The port side warp drive exploded, taking with it cargo hold number one, Kennedy and Senate's old cabins, and the recreation cabin. Remaining intact and propelled via the starboard warp drive is the cockpit, the kitchen, my cabin containing the storage drives with all data that we collected from the Phantom Comet, the port side engine room, and cargo bay two containing my companions for this journey. I have enough remaining warp fuel, I am projected to forcibly exit just past Mars in the edge of CFS territory. I'm gonna make it home. It is with great joy that I can report that on July 17th, 2373, Standard Earth Time, Dr. Ryan Cording exited warp roughly 7 million miles past the orbit of Mars. The Confederacy of Free Systems battleship named the Constantinople was stationed in Martian orbit, picked up the radio frequency distress signal roughly two minutes after warp exit, and was on site to the Trailblazer in another three. They found the wrecked Trailblazer floating through space at a shocking eight million miles per hour. The Trailblazer, equipped with only a warp drive at this point, was slowed over the next 15 hours and Dr. Ryland was successfully rescued. The tragic mission lasted 180 days exactly, and was hailed as a Pyrrhic victory in the field of exploration. Dr. Ryland Colding, Dr. Senedeshen via Kaltorenthal, and Corporal Kennedy Whitmer were all awarded the prestigious Jarmier Award for scientific discovery. The trailblazer managed to bring home a sample biome of the comet, and though the bulk of artifacts from the civilization were lost with Cargo Bay 1, there were several artifacts Dr. Ryland had smartly stored away in his cabin. True to his word, Dr. Ryland adopted Corporal Kennedy's teenage daughter, Ariel, and the two would go on to become the leading experts on the creatures captured from the Phantom Comet. Dr. Ryland never traveled on an expedition again, instead settling down for a classroom life teaching advanced biomancy classes at his alma mater. Eventually, he retired at the age of 67. The Phantom Comet was never seen again. The Kestrel Files Season 1, The Phantom Comet, was produced, performed, and edited by me, F. Scott Graves. Some additional sound effects were provided by the kind folks of Zapspot.com. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you could leave a review on iTunes or Spotify and share it on your social media. Tell your friends about it, all of that. If you want, you can tweet at the show or tag us on Instagram. Our handle is GravestoneCrew across all manner of social media. Anything to spread the word really means the world to me. 
If you want to support the show even more and help with future seasons, you can find a support button at buymeacoffee.com slash gravestonecrew. That's buymeacoffee.com slash gravestonecrew. We also have a membership option as well, which can get you cool perks like a credit in the next season's episodes, and you can even buy things like stickers there. Of course, you can find all this information and learn about our other shows on our website, gravestoneproductions.com. The Kestra Files are copyright Gravestone Productions 2022. All characters presented and portrayed in this work are fiction, and any resemblances to people, real life, or otherwise are purely coincidental. Thanks for listening. Hey, Scott Graves here, creator of The Kestrel Files. I just want to say that this show has joined the amazing Apollo Plus program. Apollo Plus is a creator-owned platform where subscribers can help support a bunch of shows like Mars Fall, Wireland Ranch, Someone Dies in This Elevator, and this one. You can listen to shows ad-free and get tons of premium bonus content on over 40 shows. For us sci-fi people, I recently listened to Mars Fall, and they have a whole miniseries, interviews, and albums of the show's unique score on there. All of it for $10 a month. That's like having a Patreon account to 40 podcasts for the price of one. On top of that, 70% of your subscription goes directly to creators. This support helps us with getting these shows produced. I know every penny that I earn through this program goes straight into the next season's budget. And let me tell you, as an indie podcaster, every cent helps us keep doing what we love and helps keep the content flowing on a faster timeline. You can join Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcast app on Android or iOS or by going to apollopods.com. Again, that's apollopods.com, or through the Apollo Podcast app on iOS and Android. Thanks for the support.